Casey Dumont from Melbourne Victory. Casey, um, thanks for joining us on the show. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm very well, thank you. You had a good win on the weekend, so I'm assuming your week has been good because of that and you may be like a little bit of extra celebration with the team because, you know, good good win in the derby? Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic win to um, against obviously City. It's always good to get the bragging rights early. Um, not too much celebrations. We've got a quick turnaround, so we're just getting the body right. Like we had a training session, recovery session yesterday. Today we had off and then we're back into it again tomorrow for a full set of training to then head up to Brisbane. So not too much celebration because it's only early in the season. But, yes, it's very nice to um, get that first first derby win and Melbourne's ours at the moment. <laughs> Tell us how you felt on the final whistle because that was not a straightforward game for victory whatsoever. No. So I think it was a big sigh of relief from the final whistle because um, obviously, yeah, there's a a lot going on. We scored all three goals. Um, uh, Amy Jackson didn't have a very great game. She scored the own goal and caught the red card, but without her getting that red card, that who knows what that opportunity could have turned into for City. Um, and then, yeah, also to like the heat, I think affected both teams and obviously like the, the nerves and everything and the build up before the game and then during the game, because it is such a big derby game. Afterwards, it's just like, oh, my God, it's over. <laughs> but then it's like, yes, how exciting. We actually won. We get the bragging rights to begin. <laughs> I, we saw you go down a little bit early in the first half. I, I was sitting in the media box and I was a little bit, I was like, oh, she gone down because of the heat. Was the heat really affecting you guys out there? No. So I didn't go down for the heat. I went down for something else. Um, it was just more a fact of obviously Melbourne's weather's all over the place. And the week leading up, it was cold. And then... The one day it's nice and sunny is the day we have a game. So, yeah, I think it did take a toll a bit in in the players, especially if you see the last 20 minutes, you see a lot of the City players go down with cramps and you see a few of our players stretching it out and everything like that. So I think we're not used to it yet because summer has not been a normal summer. Um, So it's just, yeah, the heat was there, but it wasn't too bad as what it's usually been like this time of year. That injury to Kayla Morrison is obviously a big hole to fill. Now Amy Jackson with the red card will be suspended. And I don't know if she was favourite to play centre-back again after (laughs) coughing their own goal. As you say, that red card probably took one for the team. It's not as bad as it looks on paper. Uh, Yeah. uh, How is the squad planning to to fill that absence? Because, you know, you're so stacked (laughs) in other areas, the forwards, the uh, the central That's a very good question. (laughs) We have um, video analysis tomorrow morning before training, and I'm sure... Jeff and Gareth and Katie, the coaching staff, have have a plan in sight and we will see it then. At the moment, we're very um, in the unknown to Mm. see what he will do. But in saying that, we have Emma Robes, um, who is also can play centre-back. She plays midfield. We have a very versatile, like look at Courtney Nevin, for instance. She played centre-back for Matildas, so she might slot in there. And one of our, like Leah Privatelli or... um, Mindy Barbieri, if you looked at our previous games, they've dropped back into the fullback roles as well. So that's the best thing about our squad is no player just plays one position. Um, and especially in preseason two, Jeff was very open to the players, like make sure you know not just your position, you know about two or three other positions. So I have all the belief in our squad that whoever does step into that role will get the job done. What's it like as a keeper seeing one of your key you know, defenders go out 
And does the leadership role kind of change when a player like Kayla, who is also your captain, when she goes down? Um, well, that's the best thing about having, like, obviously Kayla's our captain and she's been phenomenal. Like, the her actions, even straight after getting injured, she's there at every training session. If you have a look at photos, she was there one of the first at the game on the weekend. Like, she's been amazing. She's still our captain. She's still one of the best leaders we have in our squad. But that was the reason why Jeff also has the leadership group because they are there in case. But also, to Kayla's not just the captain. She also is one of those roles in the leadership group. So now at the moment, it's just Leah who stepped in. Um, also, Melissa Mazel's there. And I know also, too, like Amy Jackson is also there, too. Like, she's one of the, the backups of the backups. Like, But then if you have a look, like we've got so many leaders on the field. So it's phenomenal that anyone can step up, and it's great. But, yeah, losing Kayla was... You, I think you see in the first five minutes after she comes off, we were a bit of a shambles. Um, but, yeah, when, when we had that the halftime chat, like straight away Kayla was one of the first going, girls, we just do our normal plan. I'm still here. Like it was, yeah, it hurts, but she's still around. So that's the best part about it. The spirit's phenomenal with her. Well, that's good to hear because we were absolutely shattered when we heard here on, on Radio Dub and like the – uh, naturalization committee that we've got going. Uh, I'm, the, for, I'm uh, the president, Josh. I want it to be known. I'm flying the flag for her to become an Australian I mean, citizen. Come disappointing on. because uh, we're really <laughs> hoping that she'd, uh, you know, sign some papers and play for Australia, but that's a story for another day. Uh, yeah. Casey, you mentioned the depth in the squad and the versatility of all those players. And one thing that struck me is just Victory has been signing new players out of nowhere. Lynn Williams joining, Alex Chidiak comes in on loan. One training session straight in the starting 11. What's the competition for places like at training at the moment? It must be electric. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Every training session, we're all friends um, off the pitch and have good banter. But once Jeff gets that session going, it, it, it's on. It, it really is. It's on like Donkey Kong, as, <laughs> as cliche as that is. It's when we do shooting and cage and um, 6v6 and stuff, the intensity is very high, which is, great because obviously the higher it is the better we get at, as players but also to that that drive to really everyone's fighting for a spot no matter even if you played on the weekend you got to fight again this week to get that spot again so it, it is great um and then yeah the the random signings of people coming in it just makes the level even better because like we heard we heard whispers um and then it was just like oh now they're here all right wow training's got to step up even more one because obviously like they bring that high intensity and professionalism but also to like we want to show like well you've got to step up just as much as we are well you've had to come this this is your first season back after doing your ACL uh a season ago what's that like when you have to fight for your position again and but also in the meantime have to get yourself physically fit and ready to play football at that high standard Mm. Um, firstly, it was Achilles. Oh, sorry. Um, I do apologise. I do apologise. That's okay. Um, no, it was fantastic because, like, when Jeff contacted me, because obviously there was Gabby, there's Maisels, and there's myself. Um, when Jeff initially contacted me, like, would you be open to fighting it out? Gabby hadn't announced she was pregnant then, so it was like, you know what? This is great. This is some competition. Yeah, let's do it. And it's all made us better because. As I said, then Maisels was like, oh, no, Maisels is good enough to be playing. So that stepping in, coming into preseason, it was phenomenal to know, like, or when I was coming back from my injury, it was like, I really need to work hard to make sure that when we do go into preseason, I'm not behind anyone, that it is even par, and then it's just 
we fight it out every day, every session, every game that we can. Unfortunately, Maisel's broke her hand, which I guess I'm very thankful for that in the case of I got to get that upper hand. But like, no, no one loves a player getting injured. Like, I felt so sorry for her because she had been working hard. Um, but, yeah, now, like, she's back. And, and it's the, the intensity is so good that every session you, you, you walk away like, oh, my God, that was so hard. But you know you've gotten better from it because the competition's there, with, like, every session, but also to you know, it's just benefiting you as a squad member and a player that you're going to help the team later on as well. Casey, having a look at your Instagram here, and uh, it seems like you've really worked on uh, your fitness, obviously, um, in terms of uh, coming back from the injury, but also just, you know, being fitter than you've ever been. I'm I'm just curious, like, what's your secret? <laughs> Hard bloody work. <laughs> Dan, that wasn't um, the answer I was hoping for, but anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no shortcut, um, and don't get me wrong, there was blood, sweat, and tears that whole time coming back from injury and making sure that I dropped the weight and everything, but you know what, I wouldn't change it for for anything, um, but yeah, it really is. You just got to dig deep and just keep going, even on those days you don't want to, or those days where you want to have a big bloody pig out, that you've got to really get that mental game and go, no, look at the bigger picture. How are you feeling on the field now? Uh, I mean, uh, your words here, half the person, twice the player. I mean, it must feel different when you're diving and your agility and so forth. Everything, everything, even like, even, even not on the pitch, just in everyday life. Like, I've never been happier, like physically, mentally, spiritually, how, whatever you want to put it in. Like, I, yeah, I kind of wish I did it sooner, <laughs> but obviously you live and you learn. Um but, yeah, no, just in, in everyday things as well as, yeah, on the pitch, it, it helps with recovery. It helps with being able to – the endurance and, um, like, preseason was hard. I came in – even though I worked hard, I came in unfit because, obviously, I was in Sydney lockdown, so I didn't get to touch a soccer ball. So getting on the field, it was different. But because I had done those little hard works and dropped the weight and everything in Sydney – coming here it was like it, it only took me maybe a few sessions rather than a good three or four weeks so massively it, it's I yeah like I said I wish I did it sooner but you know I've done it now and that's what matters and yeah it's it's I yeah I've, I've never been happier I'm I'm loving life I'm loving being able to play again I think um, gratitude's my biggest thing when when you're out injured it's you don't realize how much you miss it until you can't do it so that's what yeah it's it's, it feels good and yeah, even on hard day, hard days, hard training sessions, it's it's so much easier to recover when you're a lot fitter. I mean, it's half half the battle is the mental battle, right? And mm-hmm. being that grateful for for being out there. I mean, maybe you needed to go through that to to reach this point in your career. Yeah, in a few of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to ask about Jeff Hopkins and if he set any individual goals for you because uh, we were talking to Melina Ayres a couple of weeks ago and she says she has to get five tap-ins this season uh, and the, the rest of the goals will flow because we know she can hit them from outside the box, no problem. Uh, are there any individual goals that he set you or that you've set yourself for this year? Um, yeah, so obviously Gabby set the bar high last season mm. with the eight clean sheets. So obviously... I haven't started off too great, I'm honest. But, hey, it's, it's hard um, when your own centre-backs are This is the problem with professional athletes. They set these high standards. I feel like being top, like winning two games at the start of the season, I would be buzzing. I wouldn't even, you know what? 
I don't, I don't mind. Pakua's checking out for the rest of the year, but that's why she's not the goalkeeper for Melbourne <laughs> exactly. Victory. Casey. Uh, oh, we're our worst critics, 100%. 100%. Like, like I said, we're absolutely stoked we got the wins, but uh, there was about six or seven of us straight after the game. We're like, oh, we could have done this better. We need to do this better. Like, straight away, we do the reflection. And, yeah, we're so hard on ourselves. Um, but, yeah, goal-wise, it's purely wanting to complete a season, start every game, um, Jeff and myself did have a chat and it's more the case of me being a mentor to the squad because obviously I've got all the like a lot of experience being in the W well now A League I should say. See, women's is that a coin? Is that but- a coin? <laughs> See we have this rule when we say the name wrong of the league, we have to put a coin in the in the like uh, a metaphorical swear jar. So that's I don't know. A, that's I don't our know, first Casey. player oh, swear jar. Okay. I'll, I'll have to donate to it. But hey, it was W League back then. It was. That's true. Uh, that's that, true. That, Referring that is... to the past, that is a caveat. Actually, I raised that in my own defence last week. That in fairness, jumped and gone. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. <Casey. laughs> yeah. So no, nah, there's there's lots of little goals. Like Jeff did do the individual chats with everyone, and yeah, the main one is that I'm there for the squad as well as. I perform like I, the previous seasons I was there because obviously I had a great season then. So it's just he was just like wants me to repeat that, but as well as keep playing while I'm happy and loving it and and improving on every little aspect that I've got. That because obviously you're only as good as your next game. So it's just making sure I, I reflect and and get better each time and help the squad as best I can. I, I know there's obviously a lot of um, A League women's players who. Are not they're not only professional footballers, but they do work outside of it. I've seen that you're a, you're a nurse on this on the out, mm-hmm. outside of football. What's that like juggling both things at the same time? I'm very well. I have done it previous seasons, and it's not easy. Um, you've got to find a good boss, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but this season, I've been very lucky that Victory is supporting me enough that I don't have to nurse. But also, my job in Sydney, my boss was phenomenal. That she's got did the whole, you know, chase your dreams. Soccer's not forever, so I do not want to stop you. You always have the job here when you come back. So I've had like obviously I've got Victory and Jeff who are phenomenal in supporting me if I did want to do nursing. And then I've also got a great boss in nursing in Sydney that is all like, you no, know, chase your dreams. It's you only live once, things like that. So I've been great that I don't have to do it this season. But um, previous seasons, it's, it's been tough. Um, but there's there's other girls too. Like we've got teachers, we've got girls who've got full-time um, running businesses, things like that. And I think it's the first two or three weeks in pre-season or even during the season as well because obviously once games get involved, it's a bit different. They find it the toughest. But then your body gets used to it and you're so used to being busy all the time that when you do get downtime, you're like, oh, you're twiddling your fingers. Like, what do I do now? Um, but, yeah, it's it's very different. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's normal, but I guess others think, like, how you do both? But you just do it. Bills don't stop. <laughs> well, uh, that's true. I mean, it's funny talking to some of the, the men's MPL players that we have on and, um, you know, Ryan Scott, who's since made the grade in, in the A-League, another goalkeeper, was saying, like, you know, the A-League's easy compared to, uh, you know, getting up at crack of dawn to work as a, a mm. labourer and then having a 8.30 p.m. kickoff at Summer Street and trying to keep your eyes open in the second half. So, you know, it's uh, it, it must be a privilege to be able to finally, you know, do this full time. Yeah, um, definitely living life. I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> the, not having to wake up at 4am to make a 5am shift or a 6am shift is, 
is fantastic. Instead, I get to sleep in until about 6.37 and then go to training. And, yeah, it's it's very different. Um, but I'm definitely not complaining. <laughs> That's for sure. So there are players like you who've juggled ridiculous uh, commitments outside of football while continuing to perform on the park and seem to have their lives, like, regimented to within a minute of themselves. And then, mm-hmm. uh, then there's Kyra Cooney-Cross, who I see on Maya Mykowski's Instagram – has managed to set fire to a bag of popcorn, the caption being, just as well you're good at football. So uh, <laughs> maybe your teammates need a few tips. <laughs> ah, they're young. They'll, they'll, they've got a lot to learn. But, yeah, no, I saw that and I had a good giggle. It doesn't surprise me that that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure they had a great time. I, I think they went to Polly's family's holiday house down in the, the ocean grove or something like that and it looked amazing like when you got a day off you gotta you gotta enjoy that stuff like it that's what memories are made of like, so now nah, they look like they had a good time and i'm sure kyra will be copping a bit of banter from maya and the girls for a while with burning that popcorn because that's one of the easiest things to cook <laughs> i can't imagine how that smelled my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes, you know, the creative geniuses, they're, they, they've got their minds on other things and uh, they're a bit, uh, a bit absent-minded. Uh, but uh, we better let you go, Casey. We've kept you on for far too long. Pakul, you got one more? I've got one more. Before, every time, yeah, we, have player, every time we have a player on, I want to ask, because I'm trying to build the profile of, you know, A-League a- women's players so people learn more about these players and who to watch out for. Which, who's a player from the victory and outside of the victory that you think that A-League women's fans and just football fans in general should be looking out for for the rest of the season? Can you say all of them? <laughs> um, like, every player has different different qualities and, yeah, it's, oh, God, that's a hard one to pick. Um, I, think, I think the A-League um, women's, like Instagram, young Matilda's girls, like it's really good to see that Matilda's are scouting younger and younger girls um, because, yeah, their quality, like the quality from such a young age has grown so much that they're able to live and breathe it and get better and better. So, yeah, I will definitely have to say our youngsters, like like I think our average age of squad is 19 or 20. So, like you've got Kyra, you've got Courtney Nevin, you've got Maya, like you've, you've got all these younger girls. Um, we've got young Murph um, who came through our academy. Um, like there's just so much potential and the best part is they've got so much more growing to do and they're already performing ridiculously well. Um, so that's probably the victory girls. But then, yeah, if you look at all the, the, the other teams, like I, I think obviously like you've got Princess and Remy in Sydney, um, You've got Bryony in Western Sydney Wonders. You've got Rosie Galea. You've got um, Newcastle have a few youngsters. And it's great that they've got Emily Van Englund they signed because obviously she'll be able to mentor a lot mm. of those youngsters as well. Um, Brisbane Raw has so many youngsters. I know their average age is really young too. I think it's like 18 or 19 as well. So there's so many all over the, the league that it's about bloody time if I'm allowed <laughs> yeah. to say that. I think you are. You certainly so are many young, to say that. <laughs> younger girls that it's like, look out for all of them. Because look how much soccer's changed and how much they're already on notice. Just wait until give it give it another season or two. It's gonna be especially with the World Cup coming, those names are gonna be well known very much with everyone and even overseas as well. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those younger girls get overseas gigs real soon too. Absolutely. Thank you, Casey, for joining us. 
and hopefully the victory can continue having such an amazing season and you can get a few a few clean sheets along the way. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> that is the plan. Uh, thank you for joining us and we'll be heading to a break and then right after the break we'll have uh, Cannon Clow. Chloe, we're not sure yet from Brisbane Royal. Cannon Clough, I'm Clough. going with. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll ask it. We'll ask it. It's hard with the new players. <laughs> exactly. uh, we'll, we'll confirm the pronunciation and then set their precedent going uh, forwards for the season. Exactly. Uh, Casey, thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night.